Negative views of China were widespread in a new global survey conducted by the U.S.-based Pew Research Center. Among 19 countries surveyed, nearly 70% of adults said they had an unfavorable view of China. The U.S., Japan, South Korea, Australia and Sweden were some of the countries that did not quite take a liking to China. More than 80% of respondents in those countries reported an unfavorable view. According to the survey, the negative opinions were closely related to concerns about China's human rights policies and its growing military power. The 63rd Congress of Liberal International is underway in Sofia, the capital of Bulgaria. At its opening, President Tsai Ing-wen gave a speech in a pre-recorded video. She drew attention to the totalitarian threat Taiwan faces from China. We have been confronted by increasingly aggressive threats from China, which is seeking to corrode what we have been working so hard for, that is our democratic way of life. China's recent expansionism has not only threatened Taiwan. The US-based Pew Research Center surveyed adults in 19 countries, including the US, Japan and South Korea. Across the countries surveyed, a median of 68% said they had an unfavorable view of China. A median of 79% considered China's human rights policies to be a serious problem. 45% had no confidence at all in Chinese leader Xi Jinping, who's on track to secure his third five-year term at the end of the year. More than 70% believed that China's military strength was a serious concern. For most of the countries surveyed, unfavourable views of China were at or near historic highs, according to the research centre. The poll reflects China's wolf warrior diplomacy, especially as China has taken Russia's side during the ongoing Russia-Ukraine war. China's negative image has only gotten worse. With public opinion souring, many countries are taking action to counter Beijing. At a leaders' summit on Wednesday, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization approved its 2022 strategic concept, which lists China a systemic challenge. NATO Secretary Jen Stoltenberg noted that China was building up its military forces, including nuclear weapons. He said China was continuing to bully its neighbours and threaten Taiwan. According to a Taiwan scholar, NATO may ramp up its maritime operations in light of the Chinese threat. NATO may take action to secure its own interests, namely to ensure maritime routes, the links between Northeast Asia and Europe, the security of its supply chains, and protection from the threat of China's weapons. It may expand its deployment to the Indo-Pacific, becoming more of a maritime NATO, so to speak. In response to China's totalitarian threat, free and democratic countries are joining forces to push back. Mango has become the latest target of a Chinese import ban. On Thursday, 100 kilograms of mangoes from Taiwan were destroyed in Macau, a special administrative region of China. Local authorities said they detected traces of the COVID virus on a sample of the fruit's packaging. They have levied a one-week import ban on mangoes from the Taiwanese producer. Mango is the latest agricultural product China blocked in recent weeks following bans on grouper, bellfish and Atlantic horse mackerel. 
China's ban on Taiwan grouper has yet to be resolved. And now a similar problem has erupted. According to a Macau media outlet, the COVID virus was detected on mangoes from Taiwan at the end of June. Authorities destroyed 100 kilograms of the fruit and imposed a one-week import ban. At present, there is no evidence whatsoever that virus traces on agricultural product packaging can cause human infection. So there is absolutely no scientific basis for this. We hope that Chinese authorities can deal with the situation from a scientific and professional standpoint rather than in this unilateral manner. With mango season in full swing, China has once again used COVID as a pretext for an import ban. Taiwan's farmers say they're furious. This is impossible. There's no way the virus could survive that long. It would die during the transport period. They are oppressing us through their policies. I feel quite helpless. Did these mangoes go overseas and then did staff at Chinese customs become infected? We have our doubts. It takes about three days for Taiwanese mango exports to reach Macau. But officials say that the COVID virus can only live three hours on cellophane. The Agricultural Ministry is asking Chinese authorities to produce proof of their claims. In a statement, Taiwan's Agricultural Inspections Unit said it had received no notification from Macau about a problem with the mango shipment. Taiwan's COVID epidemic is continuing to wane, with only 35,699 new local cases reported on Friday. But the death toll remained high at 121 fatalities, including an 18-year-old. Since the start of the year, 5,919 people have died of the disease, making for a mortality rate of 16 per 10,000 people. In related news, the CECC has announced guidelines on how it will define a COVID reinfection. With more people catching COVID twice, clearer rules are needed for counting reinfection cases. Let's hear from the CECC. Our definition is different for people reinfected one to three months after their first infection and for people reinfected more than three months afterward. For people reinfected one to three months afterward, two conditions must be met. First, their symptoms need to get worse as evaluated by a doctor. The second condition pertains to testing. They need to test positive on a PCR test and have a CT value lower than 27. Or they must test positive on an antigen or nucleic acid rapid test. Only when the conditions are met will they be counted as reinfections. If it's past the three-month mark, the person only needs a positive PCR test and a CT value below 30 or a positive result on an antigen or nucleic acid rapid test. Once a report is made, that person will be counted as a reinfection. The CECC has updated its national notification system to account for COVID reinfections. Doctors say now file a report of a suspected reinfection in a patient. Doctors may prescribe antiviral medication to reinfected patients if needed. Reinfected patients will also be handled the same way as first-time patients if they require intensive hospital care. Taiwan has launched a new version of its international driving permit, which can be used in 95 countries and territories. The new license features the word Taiwan prominently on its front cover. 
Officials say the new addition will be easier to distinguish from permits issued by China. They said that permit applications are on the rise and are only set to increase over the summer holidays. He's brought his documents and his passport to apply for an international driving permit ahead of an overseas trip. On Friday, Taiwan launched a new edition of its international driving permit. This version features the English word Taiwan on its cover, displayed in a prominent position. One America-bound applicant says she's eager to try out the new license. I had made plans to go abroad some time ago. I think that this license is quite special. Maybe when foreigners see the word Taiwan, they'll get a clearer sense of where it is. With the COVID pandemic easing, more and more people are applying for international driving permits. According to statistics from the Taipei Motor Vehicles Office, applications grew significantly in June. In the first week of June, more than 400 people made applications. And by the second week, that figure had nearly doubled. Applications are expected to increase even more. Because we're just starting the summer holidays and because the pandemic is easing, we feel that the number of applications will continue to increase. It's looking like applications for Japanese language international driving permits are also increasing. Currently, Taiwan has reciprocal driver's license agreements with 95 countries and territories. Roughly 160,000 permits used to be issued each year. But after the start of the pandemic, that figure fell to just above 30,000. However, with the summer holidays beckoning, officials expect a resurgence of applications. After 37 years closed, Sandiaoling Tunnel in New Taipei is opening again. The ancient railway tunnel has been remade as a bike path. With 100 years of history and a thriving ecosystem of bats and other creatures in the tunnel, many thought it would never reopen to the public. But local officials and designers have found a way to open it up while respecting the integrity of the wildlife that's already there. If you're a cyclist, make sure to grab a spot in the two-month trial. Tourists take silhouette photos in the entrance to the tunnel. The sunshine pouring in, the train in the background, the quiet mystery of the tunnel and its pool of water. It all looks like a scene from Studio Ghibli's Spirited Away. What lies at the other end of the tunnel? Maybe there's a spirit waiting. Above there's the tunnel and below the reflection in the water. All together with the tracks of the bicycle as well. I think it's so beautiful and romantic feeling. I think this is a very special design for this bit of cycle route. It feels different to cycle in a tunnel that's a century old. The tunnel's held together completely with reinforcing steel. It's a feeling very different from that of the roads we normally ride on. Sandiaoling Tunnel connects the area of Mudan in New Taipei Shuangxi with the Reifeng and Sandiaoling districts. Though a century old, the secret passageway has been closed for 37 years. Now it's finally open again. The old railway track has been transformed into a cycle route. Riders set off at Mudan Station for a trip into nature and back in time. It is designed to be low impact and to preserve the state of the ecosystem. The tunnel has 100 years of history and there's a thriving ecosystem inside it. For example, bats, fish and prawns. The tunnel is already being called the most beautiful psychopath in Taiwan. It will open for a two-month trial launch on July 3rd. Every day, 
four groups of 80 people will be allowed in free of charge. Tickets for weekends and holidays are in high demand. For the first kilometer, it's the forest scenery here. You can see the environment here. There's about two kilometers in the middle inside the tunnel. As well as the tunnel itself, what is accumulated at each stretch is different. And then you come out again and there's a cantilever of about 217 metres. You can see the scenery of the Jilung River. So there are different views all along the length of the path. The route extends 3.2 kilometres, offering cyclists all kinds of sights. There is even a stretch where you must get off and walk your bike for 40 minutes as the path is too dangerous to ride. But for those who don't mind the sweat, this could be the most exciting way to get into nature this summer. Taiwan's stock market followed Wall Street lower on Friday, losing more than 3 percent to close at 14,343 points. Chipmaker TSMC fell 22.5 NT amid broad weakness in the tech sector. Last month, Taiwan shares posted their worst June performance of all time amid fears of over-global inflation and an economic slowdown. On Friday, the head of Taiwan's stock rescue fund urged traders to stay calm, saying that the market will eventually return to its fundamentals. It has been the worst first half for Wall Street in more than 50 years. The S&P 500 alone has shed $8 trillion in market value. The S&P is off 20%. U.S. stocks came under heavy pressure on Thursday, with all four major indexes finishing in the red. The S&P 500 closed out its worst first half in more than 50 years. On Friday, Taiwan stocks followed Wall Street's dip. TSMC lost nearly 5% to end at $453.5, while electronics, traditional industries and finance stocks all fell hard. The market fell 3.26% to close below 14,400 points on turnover of 300 billion NT. In the past two days alone, the TIAX has lost 900 points and there's still no relief in sight. This year's forecast was adjusted to a low of 13,000 points. Recently, the TIEX has been losing 300, 400, 200 points a session. So the idea is that within the next 5 to 10 days, it will drop to 13,000 points. But I wouldn't say that's a reasonable projection. No matter how weak the market is, it won't drop every day. Once the panic selling winds down, we will start to see signs of a rebound as the market finds its footing. Traders are still searching for the bottom of the market sell-off. Last month, Taiwan stocks posted their worst June performance, with losses averaging out to nearly 500,000 NT per investor. Speaking to the media on Friday, the head of Taiwan Stock Rescue Fund said that the market drop was, quote, an overreaction driven by panic. As the bourse heads into the second half of the year, traders are bracing for more pain ahead. Badminton fans have something else to look forward to here in Taiwan. After two years in limbo, the Yonex Taipei Open is back for 2022. World-class shuttlers from 27 countries will converge on Taipei for the tournament. And all of Taiwan's biggest stars will be in attendance. Queen of Badminton Dai Ziying will be joined by Olympians Li Yang and Wang Qiling, as well as Zhou Tianchen in what promises to be a highlight of sports in Taiwan this summer.
大家好，我是周天成。Hello， 大家好，我是戴姬。台北公开赛，请大家为中华队加油。The stars of Taiwan's badminton world line up to promote the upcoming Taipei Open. After two years stalled due to COVID, the tournament is coming back, and these world-class athletes came together to drum up excitement. Deputy Mayor of Taipei Huang Shanshan was on hand to launch the ceremony. The people of Taipei can't wait to welcome the Open back home, she said. At this point in time, holding an international competition is an enormous challenge for Taipei City government. But we're in the post-COVID era. The vital thing is to coexist with the virus. We want the city's residents to still be able to see international competitions, and so on. That point, we are so happy about this event. The Yonex Taipei Open is a Super 300-level tournament of the Badminton World Federation. Former world number one Dai Ziying has just won the Indonesian Open. She will be joined at the Taipei Open by men's champion Zhou Tianchen and Olympic gold medalist Li Yang and Wang Qilin to defend their home ground. But the challengers are a formidable bunch. 290 athletes will converge on Taiwan from 27 countries. There's Michelle Lee from Canada. She's in the world top 10, and in the doubles, the competition is great this year. We hope our Taiwanese fans can come and watch in person to cheer us on. The Yonex Taipei Open 2022 opens on July 19th at Taipei Heping Basketball Gymnasium. Tickets were sold out on the same day sales opened, but all six days of the Open will be broadcast live for fans across the world. Zhanghua is famous for its baowan, a traditional meatball wrapped in a translucent dough. Through the pandemic, lots of new twists on the old favorite popped up. Today, we're going to check out a secret menu item that's a whole meal in itself. The giant baowan is twice the normal size. And features lots of exciting fillings. The bawan sizzles in the pot, its skin quickly turning golden and crispy. Out of the pot, it's drizzled in sauce and garnished with coriander. Wow! Open it up, and you find a cornucopia of prawns, Hokkaido scallops, and abalone, as well as tender cuts of pork neck. A very pleasant surprise. It's my first time. It's so rich. Look at this giant bit of abalone. I've never had such a big bawan. It's really huge. But it doesn't come cheap. You can buy a normal bowl of seven bawan for the price of this one. The monster bawan is double-sized and packs in lots of flavors. Some people are calling it the bomb bawan. Meanwhile, this tiny little bawan is small but perfectly formed. It's served up with pork crackling in a way that might surprise you. It's covered in a generous scoop of mala broth with fish roe and duck blood on the side and fried dough sticks for garnish. The combination is a winner. It's like they've put the essence of a spicy hot pot into a bawan. So here you can have something that's a bit spicy, but not too much. If you spend 50 or 60 years eating bawan, at some point you'll want to try something different. When you start eating, you're full of anticipation. Then you find it's very balanced and coherent, and it gives you the sense of something brand new. The pandemic has given chefs time to dream up fresh spins on their old classics. If you're a fan of the bawan, make sure you head to Zhanghua for the bomb. 
Turning now to the weather, two tropical storms are churning on both sides of Taiwan. Tropical storm Airy formed this morning is now southeast of Taiwan, heading toward the Ryukyu Islands. The other one, severe tropical storm Chaba, is located southwest of Taiwan and is moving westward toward China. Neither storm is likely to hit Taiwan, but they are expected to bring rain over the coming days. Our projections for tropical storm air won't change much. It is mostly moving along the edge of a Pacific high-pressure system. There's not a high probability that it will approach Taiwan. Air won't get too close to Taiwan, although it will be closest on July 2nd and 3rd. Starting tomorrow, we'll start to see an increase in atmospheric moisture, and that's something to watch out for. There will be a chance of rain in the afternoon in northern Taiwan and rain in other regions as well. In the south and on the Hengchun Peninsula, there will be localised bursts of heavy rainfall. In the afternoons, heavy rainfall is expected in mountainous regions. From Tuesday to Thursday, there will be roughly the same weather patterns, but heavy rain will mostly remain in the central and southeastern regions. Over the next week, the storms will bring heavy rain to central and southern Taiwan. Expect afternoon thunderstorms in the north and strong wind gusts along the coast.